Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Hello, Mike Marshall. Won't this be interesting? This will be interesting. So in our previous episode, we talked about tribes. And we, we, our conversation lean probably 60, 40 towards tribes that you lead, tribes that you gather and, yeah. and that type of thing as, as, a, as a manager or, or store owner or something like that. Uh, but we're going to take a different take on tribes today. And so I'm very yeah. excited about that. Yeah. So uh, a, a big uh, part of uh, the book by Seth Godin, Tribes, uh, that really caught my attention was just this idea of um, it, it's it's not fair to call it a fan base. You know, it's 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 not that um, it's it's kind of in some ways more than that, uh, because he's talking about people that really get what you do. People like us do things like this, I think, is sort of the, the gist of his marketing approach. And, uh, you know, that sort of implies that there's a niche of people out there that kind of buy into uh, what you are about, what you are promoting, something that's bigger than yourself, uh, bigger than just making money. Um, So you and I got into this big conversation about, you know, how would you identify that niche and pursue that niche? And, uh, And you graciously said, Mark, let's put you on the dissecting table and make you a guinea pig and we'll do a whole episode about it. That is perfect. So uh, one, of we, one of the things we like to do is maybe even role model uh, what mm-hmm. it is we do. So That's right. uh, great example here. So on topic. Uh, so one of, one of my favorite coaching questions, this one's deep, right? So Mark, <laughs> what's on your mind? I am, uh, as you know, uh, the uh, founder and owner of HipSocket LLC. And so I, I a lot of times have on my mind, how do I go about finding the kind of client that HipSocket really should be serving? I obviously want to put food on the table for my family. Um, and I, you know, frankly, just want to do interesting work with people who get it and, and value it and are excited about it. So I, I spend a lot of time thinking about marketing um, and, and whatever that might mean in the, in the context, but it, it sort of boils down to, you know, I just, I need to find the people that, that get this. Uh, so that's on my mind. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, you know, I, I, we, we should, we should say something, okay. uh, right from the get go. We said it before we started recording, we should go ahead and say it now, just to give both of us a little bit of grace. We tried really hard not to prepare <laughs> for this episode, right? Yeah. Well, I think your exact quote was, you spent all day yesterday not thinking uh, about, right. about this topic. Yeah. So you can be real and authentic in I, the moment. And, and, and let me, uh, you know what, just, just a little color commentary for our uh, audience, all three of you. Um, yesterday, what I spent doing was chasing down a terrible, terrible smell in our bathroom. And finally, I finally uncovered it. It was three dead mice in our air conditioning system. And it was like, I I have pictures and I'm not gonna show them to anybody because they are awful. Like it was not pleasant in any sense. It was, it was awful. So that's what I really have been spending my time doing, kind of flushed out my brain in a a sense that way. And so I'm ready for this conversation about 
you know, finding the niche and, and uh, identifying people that HipSocket needs to be talking to. So, well, I'm, there you I'm, go. I'm excited that you solved your odiferous rodent problem. So yeah. that was, uh, that was it was quite, awful. And the fact that they were in a device that blows the smell through that, the room. And that turned out to be the issue. We kept thinking, you know, oh, the plumbing. Nope. Why do we smell it all through the house in various places? Oh, it happens to be near the vents. Great. Awesome. Nice. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So marketing. All right. So so the uh, you're you're obviously trying to communicate a message here. You're you're trying yeah. to find your tribe. So one of the one of the questions that, that we talked about yesterday, uh, and we'll talk about it now, is 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 when it comes to gathering your tribe, who are you trying to upset? Yeah. Yeah. I you know. Um, I don't know that I'm upsetting anybody right now, except for the the clients who uh, probably wish this was faster and more practical. Um, and and they may not be, frankly, the kind of folks I need to be reaching. But l- let me just let me continue on that train of thought. I am sure uh, that if if HipSocket became something really popular that there would be a number of other uh, coaches and professionals who would be frustrated because what they're offering in many cases are, you know, you know, three, three points, you know, do these three bullets and you have solved your problem or uh, you know, uh, 30 days to a completely new, you know, uh, customer base or uh, you know, a, a six month program that's, going to uh, change the whole way you manufacture widgets. And uh, the, the point of HipSocket and, and this, this whole idea of wrestle and grow is that um, this stuff takes pausing. You know, it, it takes actually slowing down and thinking through things and doing the thinking so that you can then go do the doing. And I think a lot of folks approach it the other way around. So, so if if I, I guess if my techniques uh, that I'm borrowing from the ancients caught on, it would those are the folks that would suffer from this. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. So I'm imagining the guy, and he's just wrote the book "Means on Leadership." Right. <laughs> you know, and he's he's got his book, and he's and then he's looking at you, going, well, "I hate that guy. <laughs> that guy." You know, the, the 13 second manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, the, that guy, That's true. He's working on his point. book, you know, and he's going to be, he's not going to be happy with you. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and I can see you both pitching the same client, right? You're interviewing with the client, seeing if it's a good fit for you and them. And, and yeah. he's interviewing, uh, he or she's interviewing with the client, seeing if it's a good fit, but, you know, and he's looking at you like, ha, <laughs> you know, right. I got this guy. You know, I just unloaded 1,700 leadership ideas in 12 seconds. You know, you're bringing up a, a really interesting point that um, that guy probably can solve their problem. I mean, he can scratch that itch. Um, he can he can come up with a short-term solution in some ways. Um, and I think what I'm arguing is, but what if there was more than that? What What if there was, you know, a chance for you and your people to... Uh, you know, really maximize your potential, have some fulfillment about being a better human being. You know, it's, 
the the uh, the ancient subjects often are grouped in a in a category called the humanities. You know, this is about being human, and so helping people to see the traditions in Western civilization and and in their educational system that you know help you be more human. That's sort of what's being offered here. It's you know, yeah, we'll we'll help you fix your process. Uh, we'll help you you know uh, uh, manage your people better. But what if through the course of this, you're becoming better people, period. That's part of the, the pitch. Oh, that's huge, that's huge. Well, and it kind of answers the second question, but I'll, but I'll ask it anyway, because I think we could go a little deeper. And so we've talked about who are you upsetting? The, the second question is, who are you connecting? Mm. You know, as you build this tribe, what, what, are the, what are the attributes of the people that you're trying to connect uh, through your approach? When you said that, the the first thing that uh, it made me think of is uh, this has been years ago when I was first sort of testing out some of these ideas with clients. And uh, I had a presentation about uh, customer experience and I threw in some additional slides that were just basically defining some Greek words uh, on, a, on a page, you know, like one slide, one Greek word, a little definition, and then a second slide and we're done. And I thought if I get through the presentation and there's still some time, I, I might throw these concepts out and just see how people react to it. And this was a room full of it, it wasn't automotive, uh, it was, uh, but it was retail. Uh, so these were retail, uh, mainly hourly employees, and they were mainly young and uh, some high school, some college. There were some frat boys and, and so on in the room. And I thought, you know, this is probably a tough sell, but let's just throw it out there anyway. Got to the end and, and gave the, the two words. And at the end, I asked a coaching question you and I you know, have, have used before. Uh, uh, what, what did you find most valuable today? Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I said, and, and, you know, fair answer is nothing. That's, that's okay. I need that feedback too. You know? Well, the frat boys were the first ones to raise their hands and say, those Greek words, I don't do that. I don't do that at all. I, I need more of that in my life. And, and what I'd been talking about, and something we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, was um, scole and paideia, the concept of intentionally stopping to contemplate and really think through things, and then paideia being intentional about the culture that you're trying to create, the, the, the characters, the characteristics that you're trying to uh, groom in yourself or in others, uh, sort of your, your education, your education, basically. So those were the Greek words I threw out, and they were basically saying, yeah, I need to set my phone down. I need to spend more time, uh, you know, really reflecting and and getting intentional about what I want uh, my life to be. So it, that that leads me to believe. I guess that's another group I might, you know, tick off is uh, anybody who's trying to interrupt you and keep you distracted all day, like you know, various advertisers and uh, app makers and so on. Um, but what I found is that people want that. They, you know, they, they want a pause. They want an ability to, to have time to think and reflect and get somewhere. Oh, that's huge. And it's interesting that they gravitated towards that. When it's not just, it's not just the world of, of marketing and advertising that's trying to do this. Oftentimes, it's, it's our leaders themselves. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're not doing something that, that they can, you know, physically see, yeah. uh, then you're loafing. Right. You, you know, the thought of, of an employee just sitting there thinking, you know, to some managers who are insecure, that's terrifying. Right. <laughs> you know, what is he doing? He's, 
appears to be synthesizing everything that we've talked about and coming up with an idea. He's growing and taking next steps. This is awful. Yeah. He needs to pick up the phone and do some prospecting. <laughs> what? Yeah, I had the uh, opportunity to do a workshop for a client and big, big North American client. And we, we flew these people in from all around the country, two days. And the, the majority of the time we were posing questions and giving them time to A, reflect you know, within themselves, you know, make some notes, put yep. down their thoughts, yep. and then to share, you know, their insights with each other at the group. Oh, huge. And, and they absolutely loved it. Yeah, I was going to say that was their favorite part of the whole workshop, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it's always been every, you know, and we've yeah. got you and I've done this for years, right? We do yep. the workshop and, and we have the conference or whatever, and we get the surveys back and the surveys always say the same thing. I wish we'd had more time to talk to each other. Right. <laughs> exactly right. You know, every single time. The, the, the presenters was great. The learning was great. The ideas given to us were wonderful. I just wish we'd had more time to, to sit down and talk to our peers about what's going on and, and, and assimilate some of that information and, and maybe use it in my own uh, work. And so it was so amazing because the, the, the client had to sign off on this. So we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars and yeah. we haven't filled every single minute of the agenda yeah but lo, but lo and behold it was one of the most powerful meetings we ever had yeah if, if we're not doing something you know we're just being and uh turns out that's a great thing because uh thinking about who you are you know that's the same verb to be are you know is, is the is the same verb uh you're thinking about your identity well We've done enough research. We can go to the modern time now and, and talk about the research that's been done on uh, changing your habits. It's always easier when you have an identity that you've figured out. You know, I'm a runner. That's why I get up every day and, you know, jog for 30 minutes out in the uh, street. Um, it, it, it makes life easier to think that through. Well, you're not going to think it through unless you take time to think it through. That's sort of my point is giving people time to do that. Oh, that's amazing. All right, so we've got an idea of who we're upsetting. We got an idea yep. of who we're connecting. So, so what what's your next step? What is the next step? What do you want to do to to help gather this tribe together? Yeah, I, I tell you, Mike, that's so so. The the um, I'm going to do two things. One is I'm not going to have a lot of dead air, which is what we probably should do for me to slow down and think enough. You and I both know that the eighty twenty rule is definitely in effect for coaching. So just as a, as a quick little aside to our audience, um, if I was in silence for the next three minutes, that's a beautiful thing. Like you're doing good coaching if that happens. Uh, for the sake of dead air, I'm going to not do that on our call. I'm going to kind of think out loud a little bit here. I, I think part of the issue, and I'm sort of pulling this out of my ear right now, but part of the issue is that um, people don't know that that's what they're looking for. I don't think most people know that that's what they're looking for. You know, they, they're, they're going onto their search bars and saying, you know, consultant who can help me work through uh, process improvement on my factory floor or, uh, you know, uh, speaker for my, uh, you know, leadership seminar about management techniques. And I can do those things. 
Um, but not a lot of people are saying, you know, help all my employees be better human beings. Like that's not, I, I don't, I don't think that's something that people are are openly saying, yeah, this, this big picture issue that doesn't address an immediate short-term urgent important need. Um, yeah, let me go spend some time on that. But, but that's sort of the point is I, I think those people are out there and I think what I need to do is, is spend more time thinking through um, what those kind of people, what those kinds of people are, are where they're going and what they're, what they're looking to achieve when they do go online. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, you make a good point. People aren't searching for what it is that you're offering, but you have a solution to what's bothering <laughs> so yeah so that that that's what i took away from from your your comment and so oh. yeah nobody googles a consultant who will cause me to slow down and think through my ideas yeah yeah but that's that's exactly what i need yeah right i, I just don't i just don't know how to to search for it or even say that's what i need yeah and so I think it reminds me of the Ritz Carlton, uh, you know, uh, commitment to service. One of their the, the tenets of their services that, that I will fulfill the unexpressed desires of the customer, uh, right? I will I will fulfill oh, yeah. the unexpressed uh, you know wishes of the client, and, and so you're showing up, and even though they haven't expressed this, right? Uh, right because they're not even aware of what they what they truly need. Yeah. You, you can help them fulfill this need. So, so how do we, what do you do to get to spark interest in this? What do you do to, to showcase uh, the power of this concept that, that is literally thousands of years old? Yeah. Um, well, you know, obviously I have my blog and I'm putting out a lot of thoughts there about um, how this applies, how, the, how this can be practical in, in our day and age. Um, and I think you also know I'm writing a book, trying to sort of encapsulate sort of what I've learned thus far. Um, but but I think your you know your question is a is a little bit of a bigger one for me because um, I need to figure out a way to uh, get that in front of those people that don't know that that's what they need and and the unexpressed desire. Uh, that's a that's a really interesting phrase that I hadn't thought of the the Ritz Carlton approach of you know can I um, can I put this in a way that they realize oh, I didn't even know that that's what I needed you know oh, I didn't even know that was a headache I could solve mm -hmm. um, I didn't even know that was something that I didn't have to go to uh, bed each night worrying about at the office because you know it's just constantly been in my head and I've never thought it through and instead it's just uh, you know keeping me up at night because I feel like that's the Thing that I'm supposed to be stressing over. Well, what if you didn't? You know, um, so so I'm I'm sort of getting a running list in my head of of some of those um, uh, situations. Really, I mean, it's just situations that people find themselves in and probably don't even realize that they're in, um, unless it's sort of spelled out. And you know, I'm expressing the unexpressed desire. So I've got to. I've really got to do some things. That's a great point. No, I, I think you're on to it. And, and I think that, that maybe the world is warming up to your ideas when I look at the, uh, the, the prevalence of, of mindfulness. 
Yeah. You know, this is an idea that, that's caught on. A lot of people have this app on their phone and they're they're slowing right. down. They're 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 taking time to breathe and think yeah. through their ideas. Yeah. And, and and since you've started, you know, kind of explaining this to me and, and I've started doing it, now I start to see it in places. And yeah. I start to see it in, in high performing organizations. You, you, yeah. you, you look at uh, you look at the, the army, uh, right? They always have an after action debrief. Yeah, where they just sit down and talk about, okay, what went well? What would we do differently next right. time? Let's let's have a nice conversation about this, and, and so we can continue to grow and improve. Uh, you know, the 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 Navy, you know, jet fighters, right? Every time they fly yeah. a mission, the debrief takes longer than the mission. Yeah, you know, where they sit down and let's think through let's think through this this whole thing. Yeah, and i was reading the book traction uh, it's a it's a very nuts and bolts how to run an organization accountability checklists you know meeting agendas down to every five minutes and then lo and behold right in the middle of it is this concept called a clarity break I'm oh like, yeah I'm yeah like, i don't think the ancient greeks called it a clarity break <laughs> <laughs> you know but the but in the midst of all this you know get stuff done literally to the second kind of kind of you know mapping out your day they inserted a clarity break where you just step back yeah. pause and start to think through okay what's working here what am i doing and see you know make sure that you're clear in your mind so that you can be clear in your team members mind where you're going what the purpose of all this is yeah and so so yeah you're starting to see these things bubble up so i i think you're on the right track uh the question is yeah how do i how do i communicate it uh to the masses, right? Who am, yeah. who am I? The third question is, who am I leading? Right. Who am I leading? Uh, you know, in regards to this movement. Right. And and I have you know um, clients who you know have come to me for this. I have a, and I may have told this story, but I I had a, uh, well, I'll just keep it very anonymous and just say that the uh, the wife of the business owner googled um, something that. Uh, popped up my name and she saw the tagline was wrestle and grow. And she spun the laptop around and said, you need to stop wrestling with me and go wrestle with this guy for a while. And, uh, and we literally, uh, you know, we, we did some coaching for a couple of years and uh, actually did a, we did a retreat at the Parthenon, which is the image behind me here in Nashville, uh, use that as sort of a launching point for our uh, offsite workshop. And, you know, it was about let's be intentional. Let's be completely intentional and um, think through, you know, what it is we want to be about in our business and in our personal life. And him going through these exercises and thinking that through, I mean, he he had a trial by fire the same month that he came back from that retreat where he had an employee blow up in a meeting. And he was able to just know absolutely what he was about and go take care of that employee issue saved the relationship saved the productivity of the team and um you know wouldn't have done that unless he had slowed down to think that all through so so i have people out there that are, that are like that and i i i need to find about you know 10 more of those people <laughs> like that's yeah i don't need much i don't need much but i i think they're out there well, and, and, you know, like we talked about it, you know, there's the, the beauty of the, this current day and age is we can connect these folks. Yeah. And, and so if, you, if you're a, a person who raises one-legged racing mice, you know, we'll, 
there'll be a there'll be a group for that, you know, in a magazine in the conference. Right. So, so yeah, the question now becomes, yeah, how do you how do you harness uh, all the power that, that's available to us through social media and blogs and all the other things to 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 gather this group together? Uh, oh, I have to be honest that um, I don't want to do that. Um, mainly because I'm lazy, probably. Uh, but uh, you, you, you. Everything has a community now, right? I mean, it's like every podcast, every uh, fan group, every hobby group that I've ever seen. It's like it's just uh, you know this uh, quilting bee is just so important. This online quilting bee, it's just such a community. And I just pick quilting bee out of a hat. I mean, you could literally say anything. Um, uh, I, I know a, a, a guy at uh, one of my clients that uh, it's slot car racing. I didn't know that there was a slot car, like hmm. they're not just enthusiasts. Like they go from city to city playing on each other's tracks. It's just stunning to me, yes. but um, yeah. So, so that's probably correct. I, I probably need to start helping these people, uh, you know, be able to talk to each other. Um, it just, uh, there's probably a, a part of me that just is really resistant to doing that for some reason. And I, I really need to probably think through why that is. I bet it's effort though. I bet it's just pure laziness on my part. It could be, it could just be, you know, so one of the, one of the questions is, you know, if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying? No. To? Mm. And so that's a fabulous question. So if you said, I'm going to say yes to creating community, yeah. What, what would you have to say no to? Right. But, you know, having that fifth child, <laughs> you, you, you know, you know, outsourcing your odiferous rodent problems to a trained right. professional. <laughs> right. There's some things. There's some things that bring you joy in your life that you'd have to you have to get rid of. It, so, it turns out touching uh, mice corpses was not one of those things. You're 100 percent right about that. Right, right. So, so yeah. If you if you if you say yes to creating a community or, or connecting all these people, you're gonna have to say no to something. Else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it so a, a couple things are sort of coming together here. One is the idea of the unexpressed desires, and the other is the idea of the community. And the question is, could they? Could I help them meet those unexpressed desires in community? Mm -hmm. That's oh, really. Definitely. I got to think about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm picturing something that 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 ideally would be uh, where people would ask each other's questions, and it wouldn't be an instant response. Where the expectation would be, I'm going to pose a question, and I expect you to think about it for two or three days, and come back. And that and, is a great idea, because because this is what I didn't want was. Um, once a month, we're going to have a Zoom meeting, and I, you know, it's I feel like. The whole world is doing that, and I'm not sure that that's great if it helps you with your mindset and helps you stay mindful in the in the general sense. But that's not that's not really what hip socket at its core, I think, is about. I think it's I think it's a bigger deal than that. And it's probably about actually thinking something through all the way so that you then can take action instead of I'm going to keep you in the right zone. So you're constantly taking action. It, it's the opposite of that. So I, I hadn't thought about that. It doesn't have to be, you know, completely live. It could be this asynchronous, you know, an email thread even. Um, mm -hmm. Huh. 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, if it's if it's fast and furious, it, it, then it, it goes. It's the antithesis of what you're you're right. espousing. So, so yeah, how do I create something using all this cool stuff that's available to us that that holds true to the principles uh, that that you, you found to be so powerful? Yeah, boy, that's that's a that's a really big aha. Nice coaching. Thank you. Thank you. Nice coaching. All right. So let's ask that last question. And you've already talked about it. So which part of this conversation did you find to be most valuable, most useful? Yeah. I, I mean, at first I would have said it's it's the idea of unexpressed desires and and figuring out if a community could work. Um, but but frankly, that was going to be, you know, uh, I've got to go think about that. Now it's it's more um, I've thought about it. And the idea of could I form those two ideas together in an asynchronous communication method? I think that's the big aha for me. That's something that I can go do is try to research, you know, what that would look like and prototype it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I feel really good about that. Excellent. Excellent. All yeah. right. So uh, great conversation. And, and uh, hopefully this has been like a, a huge teaser uh, for what's, right. uh, what's coming. Watch next. this space. Watch it, you know, what, out of the hip socket think tank, you know, <laughs> here's going to be the next coolest thing. So uh, I'm kind of excited about that because uh, I know it'll, it'll be amazing and, and it'll be true to the values that, that, that you're working so hard to, to, to bring to life in, our, in this modern age. So uh, I think this is good stuff, really good stuff. I can see the sort of just the the idea that's at the tip of my tongue right now is, you know, uh, a, a small group, uh, sort of a pilot, and uh, give them uh, chapters of my book at a time, you know, to to mull over and uh, some discussion questions at the end of that and see see what bubbles up from that. Things like that, I think, could happen. Or you know, they could be asking questions, you know, solicit from them, what are the things you're really wrestling with, and then tackle that as a group, maybe with me providing some guiding, you know, thoughts or literature to go along with it. That's, that's a really neat idea. Yeah, that's yeah. What the question might be, what passage of the uh, of this chapter was most powerful to you? And why? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and allow them to sure. start thinking through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Very, cool. I like that a lot. Well, this has been really fun and really exciting. And I know that our announcer has been waiting in the wings, uh, you know, to, to share his joy and enthusiasm for what we do. To pump us up, really. Yes, yeah. yes, because that's, that's what he does. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's take a listen. And that's it. Join us next time when you'll hear Mike say, well, I'm sure he'll say something pithy. Don't miss it. Next time, it doesn't take a genius.